Cohen, founding attorney and president of the Cohen Healthcare Law Group, and welcome to today's healthcare legal adventure. So tonight's episode is not necessarily about healthcare law and the usual issues that we deal with on this healthcare law and FDA law podcast, but more about the life wisdom that comes from the study of energy healing, psychology, working with uh, somatic therapy from the client side, uh, my own experiences in hypnotherapy, and of course, accessing the rich inner realms. Um, I have been pushed and pulled along the path toward a decision, and I had a conversation yesterday with a trusted professional who went through a process with me during which he led me down an inexorable path toward making a life-changing decision by a date certain. His view, to which I gradually came to agree during this process, was that I was putting up a lot of resistance and that to not making a decision would mean to perpetuate the status quo, which is resistance and the struggle of the ego, which fights to maintain the status quo at all costs. Now, this is one way to figure out your life, and it certainly um, can be very effective, and uh, it's a very active, empowering process. Um, I call it a masculine process because it is active, and there is a pushing and a moving and a deciding, which is archetypically masculine, not of course, I, by that I don't mean it's just what men do. But I mean that it's the, you know, the yin and yang, you know, it's, it's the masculine archetype, which of course exists in both genders. It's an archetype. There is another way. And it's interesting because people talk a lot about the advent of the divine feminine and how the divine feminine is going to heal us. I had a yoga teacher uh, a long time ago when I lived in Orange County, and uh, he used to say that yoga is this balance uh, yoga is many things, of course, the union of the head, the heart, and the hand, he would say, and also the balance between structure and flexibility. If you're too flexible in yogas in life, then you flop around all over the place. And if you're too structured, then you're too rigid and you need more flexibility. So the key to the yoga pose is to really to balance the yin and yang, the masculine and the feminine, if you will, the structure and the flexibility so that you're not floppy, but uh, you're also not rigid, somewhere in between. And in fact, in my law practice and giving advice, I give nuanced advice and we don't want to be 100% um, on the risk side, uh, risk, uh, 100% regarding uh, risk as intolerable and saying no and giving the most conservative legal advice. At the same point, we don't want to give um, a yes to everything and an and, and unqualified green light because that's also a mistake and can lead to danger, Will Robinson. So we want to titrate. You're never going to be or rarely will people be 100% compliant. You know, there's some clients that say, oh, I want to be compliant. I, I don't want, I'm a doctor. I don't want to lose my healthcare license uh, as a practitioner. So I don't want the medical board to investigate. So let's get everything right. Well, Yes, but then they have a business idea and they want to make claims about a product or launch a line of cosmetics or they want to open an integrative care center and 
do something different than the conventional cookbook standard of care. And so there's going to be risk involved. So you have to titrate. You're never going to be 100% compliant or totally compliant or compliant with a capital C at the same point. You're not going to be risk-free. And if you want to be risk-free, then you will always put paper down on the toilet seat or wear rubber gloves before you touch a doorknob or whatever your metaphor is. So you have to titrate and balance the masculine and feminine. Now, the um, feminine way or the, the divine feminine archetype is, uh, you know, is, is more receiving, um, accepting, nurturing, supporting. So again, it's the dance of the active and the supporting. That's what I look for. That's my approach. All things in moderation, perhaps another way to put it, but sometimes you do balance more on one end of the spectrum versus the other, you can be more legally aggressive or less. If you want to back off, it all depends on many things like the magnitude of the risk, the probability of the risk, and your own risk tolerance. Talked about that on other segments of the show. Anyway, back to my process here about making decisions and truth. Truth is sometimes clear and sometimes muddled. Um... These processes try to get a truth in a very clear way, like, why are you making excuses? Either you do this or you do that. Make your decision. When will you make your decision? That's basically the process. And sometimes if you're muddled for a long time and you're sitting in the muddle, in the puddle, in the huddle, it's not good. You've got to make the decision. That's a useful process. But um, I would say that, you know, there are variables in a business or healthcare legal decision, and I like to study and plan, and I like to be analytical, but no paralysis by analysis. I'm also intuitive, and I can move very quickly, but I don't shoot from the hip. I'm not a cowboy in the Wild West. It's Again, it's, it's a balanced, nuanced approach. It's very easy to be reductionist, and this is why when I see motivational speakers whipping the audience into shame around their choices in order to try to get them to move the dime forward transformationally, to me, that approach is a turnoff. I don't like the hard authoritarian um, crack the nut approach to transformation. I like more of the, the revelatory, the aha moment, the insight, the, uh, you know, the inner conversion, not just the conversion to a sales decision. So here's what I wrote to a colleague of mine um, in this light. I said, decisions require looking at quantum future realities. We have the gift of seeing, feeling, and sometimes hearing these different realities. As I said, sometimes with crystal clarity and sometimes it's a muddle. Spirit lifts the veil and playfully drops it again so that we can all and each optimally evolve. It isn't simple and there are times when we must take a leap. And I give an example. I was leaving a relationship, living in another city, and I was late getting to my flight. And in order to make the flight, I was at the airport, but I would have had to run at uh, breakneck speed to get to the plane. And I stopped for a moment and I looked within and my brain was saying, run for that plane. And inside, intuitively, I was feeling this. This is what came to me. 
I created this relationship in love and I'm not going to leave it with a run to catch a flight. And so I missed that flight. And that flight would have gone to city A, whereas in fact, sometime later, the relationship very, very clearly dissolved, much more clearly than that, than that uh, moment of exodus, that first moment of flight. And as a result, I went to city B, city B being a city in California. And so I restarted my life in California. And if I had listened to my head instead of my intuition, then, or if I'd done some process, that might have led me to the wrong door, literally and metaphorically, to the wrong flight, the wrong flight in the wrong city, or at least an alternate reality. And because I landed in California, a lot of miracles happened in my life. I mean, for one, I reopened my own law practice, which grew into a law firm, has grown. Now I'm scaling, I'm in a much more entrepreneurial life, and I'm not dependent on uh, some other, you know, I used to be in other jobs in the uh, in other law firms and other uh, legal environments that were, let's just say, suboptimal. So now I'm in a really optimal space, and I have a miracle with my family. I have lots of miracles. I'm not going to report this too close to home, but uh, let's just say that. California embraced me, and I've embraced just a beautiful life here. And I'm so glad that I didn't run for that other plane. The point is, I had a decision to make, and, you know, it wasn't about get over the fear and make a decision. It was about when the moment of decision comes, look for the hidden cracks where the fear is. And sometimes waiting or pausing is the right decision. It's not no decision, it's just a pause. So, you know, with regard to the decision in front of me, like maybe again, I'm required to leap into an unknown future. And yet what happens is for me, it's always comes down to listening to the inner guidance. Things do crystallize and then you do know the truth. And sometimes the truth might even be, I don't know with hundred percent certainty and there's a scary unknown future, but I have the courage and I'm going to, I'm going to make a move. And, you know, the courage to be, the courage to make a decision, uh, even when you don't know. So sometimes you're peaceful in the middle, and it's very uncomfortable. And, you know, it's interesting because I was watching uh, one of the uh, the, uh, um, the Ayn Rand uh, movies, Part 3, Atlas Shrugged. And uh, uh, one of the tenants there is, uh, I think one of the key players, the actor says, Listen to your head, don't listen to your heart. And I think like that's very noble and rational and makes a lot of sense. Um, but, you know, in the context of her philosophy, and it's also like the Vulcan way. And, uh, you know, Scott, Spock has a hard time. Uh, I was going to say Scott, Scotty. Scotty has a hard time with uh, emotions running amok. Uh, and, uh, Spock has a hard time, you know, when it comes to the emotions. But listen, you know, the guy gets sex crazed every seven years or something like that uh, because he suppresses the voice of the id. So going back to that classic uh, trifecta, you've got the ego mediating uh, the superego and the id. So again, it's that, it's that yogic balance, you know, it's that yogic midpoint, the masculine and feminine. So I think that this pausing and this waiting is not necessarily the voice of the ego, the serpent, the sinister twister of truth inside our being. Sometimes the pause is the divine commandment. Now, 
no doubt this is all very subjective and discernment is required. And so that's why I spent a lot of time with energy healing, training in the art of listening within and gathering the gems of information that present inside to my own being, whether I call it high sense perception or meditation, uh, high sense perception is what my teacher, Barbara Brennan, called it, or um, conversations with God, or simply dwelling in the most crystalline clarity that we can access. And sometimes there is bewilderment, yet at the same time, I have the conviction that the unknown often is exactly the place to be. In fact, I remember when I was studying to Barbara Brennan, I was asking Spirit for guidance about my career path, which in retrospect makes total sense, but at the time it was completely unpredictable and chaotic. And I remember the teacher, the teacher actually had pancreatic cancer, which is can be, you know, is often deadly, usually deadly, and she had staved it off somehow with these energy healing techniques for, for years. Um, she was a very wise person, very wise senior magician. And she asked me to uh, sit in the uh, center of a circle of my energy healing classmates and ask my question to the universe. And I did. And I said, I'm not getting an answer. And she said, Michael, your guides and your angels are sitting right there in the circle with you. And those moments really stuck with me. You know, the way that the the data has to come into place. You got to have the data, right? It's a technological age. And in the spiritual planes, the data means divine bits and bytes of information that come in the f- form of various messengers, encounters, messages, dreams, things that speak to us through many people in many places. One time a friend of mine was driving in New York City and she was in a very frazzled place and she just called out to the universe, God, are you there? Do you exist? If you're here, give me a sign, show me right away. And she was in this taxi, like flying down the Upper West Side Highway. And right at that moment, this truck cruised alongside her. And guess what it said in big, bold letters on the side of the truck? G-O-D, Guaranteed Overnight Delivery. You've been listening to the Healthcare Legal Adventures podcast. This is Michael H. Cohen, president and founder of Cohen Healthcare Law Group. If you'd like to hear more episodes, simply go to cohenhealthcarelaw.com. Go to the tab that says blog slash podcast and you can download more episodes. Or visit our other website at healthcarelegaladventures.com where you'll find online courses, DIY forms, and other resources to help you with your healthcare legal adventure. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.